This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes. Until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental and more. Learn more at UH1.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the county result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. And you can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Scarf Bagara War, the show that takes the medically approved apparatus of choice and pricks it into the fingertip of county news, views and opinion, hoping to draw blood, but failing and being left angry and horny, mostly. I've brought some, brought some stuff up, I'll, I'll tell you later. Yes, we're here every Wednesday between the hours of eight and nine, giving you the lowdown on the last week at some fourth division football club or other. And with that in mind, let's get on with it because we've got more on our plate than a spinster at a wedding, let's face it. Final week without Russ at the helm, so promise it'll be good next week. <laughs> leave, not want to hang, he'll, he'll like that. He'll like that. If he's listening on it, oh, he won't be on his bike now, he'll be he'll, he'll be kicking back in his hotel or wherever he's staying thinking, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll watch them lads and... He's already disappointed, aren't we all, mate? Aren't we all? It's only, it's only early in the season, though. You're not you're not allowed to be disappointed early in the season, apparently. Joining me again, having shown himself to be a more than adequate replacement. I don't like words like adequate. It makes because uh, a valuable replacement. It's waggy. Hello, mate. You're right. <laughs> all right, pal. How are we doing? Yeah, you big sturdy shipper over a podcaster. How's it going? <laughs> yeah, very good. Very good. It's very much we've very much got the spin-off team with us tonight because we're also joined by Ben, aka County Shirts. How are we doing? How, come in sale. Yes, hello. How are we all? We good? I'm more than happy to be branded as adequate. That's all. I'm I'm comfortable with that. I never <laughs> comfortable with adequate. Uh, yes. Yep. It's probably better than what you've been called sometimes. It's a familiar <laughs> bed adequacy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Adequate, mediocre. I'll, I'll take all of that, to be honest. Right, Anything yeah. else just conjures up unrealistic expectations. Yeah, solid four out of ten all round. Yes, yes. Solid yeah. four, yeah. A solid four. Been, uh, <laughs> sp- been spying on me, haven't you? Um, we have got a lot to get through tonight. Uh, cheeky bit of admin, first of all. Um, big congratulations to the Thompson family on their just hitting the shit out of some stuff. For, I watched the video and just I had to have a lie down. So massive, absolutely amazing. Like they've been they've been popping up on Radio Manchester, they've been popping up on BBC News. Brilliant work, and thank you to everyone who supported it as well for them because I know we we shared the links and stuff like that. So good on everyone. Talking of, I, I bet they're just in bed though. You, you, you're going to be in bed for like a week after that, aren't you? Yeah. Uh, I can't even consider it. So yeah. 
I think so. Yeah, yeah, I don't think I'd be able to do two point four minutes, let alone like twenty four hours. Yeah, <laughs> it's a, um, yeah. a su- a, you know, a supreme effort to do that. Yeah, and, you know, for such a worthy cause and with the story behind it and everything. Yeah, completely. You know, there's not enough words to kind of praise that kind of endeavor. So yeah, top work all around. Absolutely. So so from a. From a, one charity fundraiser with a serious message to another charity fundraiser with a, a serious message, but probably a hilarious outcome, as you'll uh, find out in a minute. On the, let me just get the day up, on the Sunday, the 3rd of September, there is, in aid of Manchester Mind, there's a eight-hour five-a-side football match going on at Power League Stockport. Who's there? Uh, Yours truly is uh, rocking up down there between the hours of 1 and 2 p.m. Well, I say 1 and 2 p.m., 1 and 105. Yeah. I'm going to go in there, have a kick about, you know, bang a few in the goal hole and all that. Yeah. Yeah, Basically basically show people how it's done. Exactly that. Yeah. Yeah. Another um, peep show. Peep show um, lining then, but too much of a hole, isn't it? Yeah, no dice. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no dice. Yeah, yeah. I've 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 been uh, I've been quoting Peep Show all week because that's just how I flirt now. Apparently, yeah. So that is the third of September, which is a Sunday. Who? Oh, can it, if anyone can quickly tell me who we're playing on the second? Are we at home? Crawley at home. Oh, that's going to be a day on the drink. Oh, I, I am absolutely going to die. Excellent stuff. I'll get the ambulance on standby now. So I will put the link for that in the episode description. There's a Just Giving page that people can... I mean, either donate on there or come down, have a good old laugh at me trying to potter about a football pitch and then maybe give some actual cold hard cash. Either way, it's just top entertainment, isn't it? Can't beat it. I'm, I'm I'm not happy about it. As soon as soon as I as soon as I saw it, saw it in the in the supports group on Facebook, and I was like, right, I'm gonna reply now because if I overthink it, I won't do it. Well, if you think back to 2015, 20, 2016, no, yeah, probably 2015. There's the um, in my mind, iconic photo of you with the red goalie shirt from 1992, handing that in back into the public domain. Because um, obviously you got your grubby hands on it via the co-op in 2014. <laughs> the actual game, you got your hands on it on the date. Chester at home, FA Cup. So um, FA Cup, yeah. Um, so if you could find another shirt of similar um, quality and release it back into the public around that time, that would be, be tremendous. Please, thank you. I mean, what could I, I am a man of, man of the people. So. Yeah. Often so. It's, it's, if, if anyone's going to do it, I mean, it's, it's what people though. That's that's the, that's the issue. Oh god! I didn't know. I, I actually I was talking to. No, I'm not going to say what I was going to say. No, no. I'll, I'll leave. I'll, I'll leave that till afterwards. Actually, because yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I've, I've just realised we're live. I was like, no, I probably shouldn't say that when I'm live. I'll, I'll, I'll save that for later. Right, let's kick off then. Um, straight after this. And just because I forgot to say it a minute ago, uh, don't forget our Patreon is well and well, it's been up and running for ages, but there's some good shit on there now. We have got 
two episodes of the Monday show, the Courtyard Club Call, courtesy of Waggy and Dan. I, it's good because the way the last two Saturdays have gone, I don't really have to think about it. I can just I can listen to you two talk about it. And then come to Wednesday and be like, yeah, we'll just gloss over the Saturday game. Fine. It's like that. <laughs> There's two episodes that comes into your feed on a Monday evening. And it now links with Spotify. You can link your Spotify account on Patreon. And then so you don't even have to go on the Patreon app to listen to it all our ACAST. You can do it on Spotify. Apparently, so I'm told. I've not, I've not checked. Russ is meant to be on that. but Where is Tapping it? away. Tapping away while he's on his yeah. bike. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Doing non handed yeah, down a B road. <laughs> Watch out for drunk drivers, Russ. <laughs> um, yeah, so that is on there. Um, the first episode of the other spin off, Dave Smith Never Existed, is up. It's a quiz hosted by the man himself there, Ben, uh, pitting me against Silo Mass. Not going not gonna to spoil it for you because, I mean, there's a good sense of jeopardy in there, isn't there? You don't want to uh, don't oh, spoil it. Oh, if anyone has listened to it, you'll hopefully appreciate the effort that went into uh, not coming up with the ideas, but ripping off football cliches quiz. But the next one, oof, it makes the first one look like back of a fag packet, five minute job. There is some really um <clears throat> unique content in that one and again stuff that you cannot possibly prepare for um so i think we have another contender lined up don't we nick um so just need to finalize that but hopefully we can record that in the next few weeks and get the next quiz up as well as doing our next kind of um detailed examination of county's history in the theme of Certain elevens, I think, is what we're after. A jamboree of nerdery, yeah. I'm, I'm feeling the, uh, the um, awful squad number eleven. I think is the, yeah. is it? Yeah, I've got <laughs> a lot to say on that. Oh god! Right. Um, <laughs> you know, you've got to limit that to an hour's episode. You can't go on for like four. I think already, you know, we've got. I know Ian Ormson had this number as well, but I think already Jordan is it Jordan Smith, the new subkeeper. Has put a claim in for number twelve. Don't tell us. Um, don't, don't bother me. Yeah, don't. I can't get on with that. Can't get on with that. But also, we've got keepers, yeah, I mean, we've got keepers with consecutive squad numbers because Bobby Jones is thirteen. Now that I don't like. That mm. yes, that 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 element of it I don't like. I'm I'm not I'm not I mean, one for caring. He's gone now. He's gone. That's the end of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> we don't. I did enjoy some of the uh, some of the bed the bedwetting about the fans not having number twelve anymore. Like it. Does anyone mm. actually go and buy the program and look at the squad list and go, oh, that's us that? Go home yeah. and show them mum. Yeah, I was, on, I was on the bench again today, mum. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no. It was I suppose it was a fairly nice sentiment when we, oh, is it when we were fan owned, wasn't it? Or oh, trust owned, I think it yeah. first came yeah. in. Fairly nice sentiment, but since then, every club's done it. Um, I just find it a bit naff, and I'm glad that 12 is back in circulation. So, yeah. yeah. What, what outfield player, what outfield position do you think number 12 is suited to, lads? 
Just doing anything to avoid having to talk about Warsaw on Saturday, to be honest. <laughs> um, I, couldn't... I think it's up top. 12. I think it'd be like a striker or... Do you even name Olivier like... Giroud? 12. Giroud? Giroud had 12 at Arsenal. Is that it? No one else has ever had this. I think it was Brian Robson 12 at United in the back end of his United days. Or was it just kind of he was a, like a perennial sub when it was still 1-11, to 11, so often more 12? Yeah, it would have been just... Yeah, I think it would have been just pre... Uh, 12. Our squad, in terms of the squad number for number 12, other than Ormson wearing it in the National League, well, the Blue Square Premier, so 11, 12, 12, 13, you wore the number 12. Um, or certainly in, yeah, 11, 12, you did. I don't think we ever had anyone in the Football League with a 12. Jim Goodwin. Jim, he's bang on. Jim Goodwin was, you know. 304 or 0203. I've got what I've got your shirt, a long sleeve blue TFG one from 12 on the back. Good shout, Gaz. Yeah, I've just realized I've, I uh, I scrolled past my intro and I had a great little opening, my little pre intro line, and I've, I've not got to do it this week. And I really worked hard on that. For most of this week, that was the only thing I had written down on my notes. And it was, uh, turns out he was just helping David Rathband paint his fence. No idea of the context for that, but there we go. She wanted him. That's the episode title sorted. Jobs are good and excellent. <laughs> right, let's fucking get on to all. Oh, uh, right back is a good position for number 12, I'd say. Uh, yeah, mm, yeah. Let's save it for the... For the for the the paying customers, <laughs> the yeah. paying yeah. customers, yeah. yeah. Not these plebs on the call. Yeah. Pond life, shit monsters. <laughs> so yeah, you can find the link to our Patreon in the episode description, and I think there's still a seven day free trial on there. So you get why a bit of why wouldn't you? Why, why, why wouldn't they? And and then forget if you're anything like me, forget to cancel after the free trial and just have that money pile out of my account for about five years before yeah. I decide to. Take a look at myself. That's the right way to do it, isn't it? Let's do it. Right, let's get on to Walsall, aren't we? Uh, Waggy, you were... Well, Waggy, me and you aren't allowed to talk about it, according to... Uh, yeah, well, I was just thinking that. Yeah, um, yeah, we'll just sit here for the next 20 minutes and uh, let Ben talk, because he was there, we weren't. So we're not allowed. to offer some insight, isn't it? Correct. Um, the floor's yours, Ben. Walsall. Would it... I'm going to shock you here. The... We started quite well, had an opening 10, 15 minutes where we looked really promising, quite dangerous without ever having any real clear-cut chance. We then made a mistake. We went behind, never really covered, never really recovered, um, had lots of possession and lots of crosses and lots of touches without ever really doing anything with it. Went another goal behind, repeat um, Rydell scored. We had a load of energy in their box for the last five minutes. The final whistle went. We lost. Does that sound familiar? Because... Yep, yeah, don't. Uh, Bradford. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I think. Straight in watch. Well, yeah, like I say, we started quite well in the same way that I think every game under Challoner we've ever had, we've we've pretty much started every game quite well. We come out fast, we come out with a bit of intention, intent. Um, 
I look like we're going to do something. But then very, very often it seems to be if we don't take advantage of that. Uh, I think if we do, we could, we tend to go on and win and do quite well. But if we don't, yeah. you know, the other team rides their luck and then they get back into it and we struggle beyond that. Um, and that's exactly what happened. Ethan Pye, you know, he'll know that he balls up for the goal. Heavy touch, had the ball robbed off him. But then we still seem very like non-existent in the middle when the ball came across. Nice finish past Ben. Um, yeah, there was a few things which I didn't, I wasn't hugely impressed with. Um, and I would, you know, it's early days and all that, but a game, game number two is worth the same as game number 46. So, you know, the three, the three points are equally as important as you are at any point in the season. So it should be treated that way. And you can't just dismiss them because, oh, it's only game two. Um, yeah. I mean, Justin, see, did he really watch it? Or what other people I listened to it. Before I weigh in too much. Well, I'll tell you, I, I'll I tell listened you to what, it. I, I, uh, you, you'll be shocked to hear this, but I was on a date last Thursday night and she was asking about football. Yeah, I know, I know. Just hold, hold, hold the, uh, the disbelief. And she we were talking, she was asking me about football and stuff like that. And I was like, well, I've got to the stage now where I don't really let it ruin my weekend. Like, it gets to five <laughs> o'clock on a Saturday and I'm over it. And oh, Saturday night, I was. I was kicking stuff around the house. Yeah. I was, I was, I was arguing with people in WhatsApp groups. <laughs> I was telling people, I was, te- I was telling people I count as friends to stop sucking cocks. It was just, it was, yeah. it was just I mean, a holy show of myself. Household. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, oh, I think there's, there's a comment there. Um, you know, Claire's put about why, why are we not putting any pressure on the keeper? We need to put someone tall, putting pressure on them. For me, I, I agree to an extent, but also that's a bit of a cop-out. I think that if we just, you know, there's been lots of comments up on the board and on Twitter and everything this week, oh, we need to sign a Wharton replacement. Well, yeah, that would be nice. And it would be great to go and sign someone else of Kyle Wharton's quality and have that depth in the squad. But we can't just go and sign more players every time we come up against something. And also... Look at the squad we've got. Look at the players we've got. Find a plan B that isn't the same way we play when Wotton's in the team. When we play with Wotton, he's so important and so pivotal to everything that we do that it makes sense to play to those strengths because he's great and not many defenders can handle him. But when he's not in the team, we just play the same way um, and we don't yeah. have an alternative way. And that's the bigger thing. For me. I'd rather see us be able to adapt to circumstances and adapt to the way other teams are set up. And when we are missing Wharton or, I don't know, Collar's missing or Horsefall's missing, that we do have an alternative. And that's not to say we're not going to be hurt when those players are missing because they're such important integral players. But we've got to have something else up our sleeves. And at the moment, we don't. And it's proving quite easy for teams to either take point, well, take points off us. Every team we've played this season in the three games has taken points off us. And we haven't played anyone outstanding. I think Gillingham are a very effective team. And you look at them, they've played three. They've yeah, three. scored three. They've, scored, they've just won three games, 1-0. And that's yeah. what they're going to do all season. They're going to shithouse their way through. They're going to be horrible to watch, but they won't lose many games. Um, but Walsall were not someone who you'd think, yeah, we've been turned over by a really good team there. 
and the same with Bradford last night. In some ways, people were saying, you know, you know, we got away with um Bradford got away with it and we could have won it if Crankshaw had scored, you know, right at the end and Madden missed from a yard out, even though he's offside, all that kind of stuff. But yeah, they missed the penalty and the that lump up front, you know, he was clean through and then just completely fluffed it with his overhit touch. So they easily could have beaten us and they weren't a good side at all. Um and I think the bottom line is, and I know it's easy for me to sit there gobbing off and say it is, but we've got to be better. And it's the thing that smacks me is, and I, you know, I don't know about tactics or how what the plan B is or anything like that, but we just seem to be doing the same thing over and over and over and it not having any impact or any effect. And you know, we've taken one point from nine games. And I think it's only once in the last 30 odd years we've had a worse start than that over the last over the first three games. It's only in 0102 we took zero points. We've taken one a couple of times. Um, but this is one of our worst starts in the last 30 years now. Big caveats and and all that. We don't yeah. start things change, but that's not we're we're eight points behind Gillingham already. That's that's already, you know, we're, we're sounds daft to say it after three games, but you know, you're essentially relying on other results now already at this point in the season. Um and I think But on the other side of the coin it is it is only three games. So Gillingham are not going to go unbeaten and they're not going to no, get they're not, not going to win every hurt. single game. Well they're not going to win every single game one nil, are they? You know no, what I mean? I understand that we're, we are eight points behind them, but it's three games in, so it is. But that's a huge, that's a huge place to be after only three games. Be it to be eight points behind a team after only three games, and I know nothing. How many points will be behind first after ten games last season? No idea. Uh, probably loads, probably loads actually, because Orient won something like eight of the first ten, didn't they? Um, and, and and but that's the thing with Orient. Because of our poor start, and admittedly they were brilliant, and I think they set something like the fourth tier points record after a certain number of games. Pretty much everyone knew the title was gone by October. We were never ever going to win the title last season um, because we were so bad early on, and Orient was so good. And it's not being dramatic, and you know, it's part of it is almost like I don't know. We're here to discuss county, and it's got to be interesting. So let's make some interesting points. But if, you know, we take two points from the next three games, Gillingham win the next two or three, then arguably we're 14 points behind them after five after five or six games. Um, I don't think that'll be the case. And, you know, we will get better because the squad we've got and the manager and everything just will. It can't not get better. It will get better. But, you know... How, how much of a head start do we continually want to be giving teams every season? Um, yeah, that's, that's the thing for me. It's the 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 view seems to be, oh well, we always start badly. It's like, well, why? 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 Just because yeah. we always yeah. start badly? Because all, all the talk over the summer was about a not starting like badly, having a plan B. <laughs> well, a, a yeah, a coming out of blocks and showing that we're going to be up there from the start, and then also finding new ways to win. I think was the direct quote. Yep. And then for those first two games to just persevere with playing like we've still got a target man up there was just it it probably I mean that's that, that's that's what annoyed me the most on Saturday. If we'd lost to Walsall on Saturday, but we'd been playing a bit of nice football through the through the lines, keeping it on the ground, 
then I wouldn't have been anywhere near as miffed as I was on mm. Saturday. Just, um, you know, I, like, I, I get what I'm saying. I get I'm being a little bit kind of stirring the pot. It's three games. It's three games. You know, you can, you're still measuring it in minutes the season. But at what point does it not become three games? And at what point is it we have had a poor start and, you know, there's a problem? Well, not a problem, but like, we, we you know, we really have had a poor start. Because if we win the next two, then we've taken seven points from 15. That's, you, you know, that's not bad. It's not bad. Um, people say 10 games. Um, well, that's quarter of the season is gone then. So we just, you know, can we afford to write off quarter of the season? I don't think Challoner or Simon Wilson or anyone involved at the club or Mark Starr or anyone would be saying, like, it's only three games, lads, don't worry. You know, because those three games, when it comes down to it, could be the difference between with the title, finishing third and fourth, finishing seventh and eighth. Um, carry on like this, the difference between 22nd and 23rd. Um, yeah, that, imagine that. Literal people, I don't mean that. Um, so, yeah, it, I don't think we can just be like, oh, I don't matter, it's only three games, because the three games we've played now <laughs> are worth the same points as the three games in April at the end of the yeah, season. Yeah, I understand that, but it's still... I, I'm not saying that I accept that, yes, we've only got one point and that's acceptable. It's not acceptable, but I think that we've seen glimpses of how we can play. You know, that we we are a decent team. We have got the squad. We have got the depth. We, When they're making changes, making the subs, maybe he's making some of the subs, which is the same as last season. He seems to make them quite late. Maybe you should get them a bit earlier. And as you say, we've not got a plan B when teams sit in front of us. But I think these. I think it should. For me, the first three games of this season, I think for me, we're playing better than we did the first three games of last season. So that's yeah, that. Yeah. I think it's a very fine margin that once once it clicks, I think we'll be good. But just unfortunately, we've shooting ourselves in the foot again with the individual errors. That's what seems to be. The big thing, like the same as same as last season, um, and yeah, we're not clinical in front of the goal. We're creating chances. You know, I think it was what fifteen or eighteen chances was it against Walsall? Ad- admittedly, it was only somewhere like five on target or something. But again, I think last night, I think there was fifteen shots on target. So it, it's there, but there's just that one thing missing. I think so. That's why I'm not overly worried that we are eight points behind Gillingham. I understand what you're saying. It is first three games and the last three games are still as important as each other. But I still think the beginning of the season is we've brought new players in and maybe we've not quite been able to adapt to to their strengths and how they play. And that's what we're trying to find in the first three games is to get the best out of them. And that's that's down to challenge and say I am I'm not a football coach. I don't know what goes on behind the behind the scenes, but every time that Challenger speaks, he's like, Yeah, you know, we've been doing well in training. This has been right, that's been right. And you know, he's he talks a good game. And for the first twenty five minutes of every game, we play a good game without it going in the back of the net. But if we take one of them chances in the first twenty five minutes, I think that's us. I think we'll comfortably win a game. But the thing for me, I agree, I agree with that. I do agree, but there's a lot there that caused us issues last season as well. And not just, you know, everyone talks about the first 
eight or ten games of last season as well. Yeah. We all, didn't we also draw something like five games in a row at home, nil-nil or one-one against the likes of Doncaster, Gillingham, whoever at else. The back end of the season. Yeah, yeah, kind of like March, April time. And it was all that kind of stuff. We're playing well. We just need someone to put the chances away and it's going to click and we'll come good and all that. And we're here again saying the same stuff. And I, I do agree with it. I do I do completely agree with you that we will. We've, we're not going to, you know, take one point out of every three games. We're, the, the total will up it and we'll get better. And hopefully we move towards that two points a um, two points a game kind of average. Yeah, average, yeah. Had over over some like the last 30, 32 games of last season, which over the course of a season is title winning form. But we started so poorly, title winning form wasn't enough to even get us automatic promotion. And yeah. we're a third of the way through that little chunk of last season's poor start, and we're giving ourselves the same uphill battle again if things yeah. don't pick quickly. And for all, and I agree, we, we have probably been. I think back to last season, Barrow, Stevenage and Colchester were our first three games. And they were, uh, I mean, Barrow, was, I think we were just shell-shocked, three down at oh, yes. time. Oh, yeah. Stevenage, arguably, we were unlucky, but shot ourselves in the foot. We were a goal up with two minutes to go. We lost 2-1. Colchester was just an absolute snooze fest. But we still took three points. Um and you know, so Saturday, Saturday is a big game, and locally they're all big games. But you know, if we win that, suddenly we're four points from four games. You know, things are looking up. If we don't, if we lose it, one point from four. Yeah, that's suddenly, that's, you know, that's, that's a game, terrible start. That's a start. <laughs> yeah. and, um, these are the fine margins, and you know, we talk about Gillingham. You know, we could be we could be eleven points behind Gillingham. Um, we could we could be five points behind them, but also our friends in North Wales, you know, they won the other night, they drew. They, you know, we could be six points behind them. We, you know, we could could we be eleven behind Gillingham and six behind Wrexham on Saturday? Let's hope not, um, because we're just giving ourselves an uphill battle. But I'm not saying anything here that people at the club don't know. It's all familiar. Yeah, of course, it's yeah. the same twelve months ago, and you know, you look at the record of. Challoner and Clint Hill since they've been with us. Um, I think you'd be daft to, well, I don't think anyone's writing them off, are they? But I think you'd be absolutely daft to think that they wouldn't turn it around. But let's mm. hope it's sooner rather than later because I just don't want us to be, you know, in the situation we were last year when we're almost, we've almost waved goodbye to check the title by September, October time because of our yep. post and another team's really strong start because we should be fighting for the title. No two ways about it. That obviously, you know, we, we would all take third now completely. We would all take yeah. well, certainly I'd take third now. Oh yeah, definitely uh, all day long. I'd take I'd, I don't know if I'd take a playoff spot. I'd certainly take going up in the playoffs if it was offered. But I bet Challoner and Wilson haven't been targeted with finishing in the playoffs or finishing third. Oh no. I'm no. pretty confident that the challenge and the objective they've got is to go with the title. Um, but do you think yeah. that the teams teams have also are changed the way that they want to come and play against us? Because we're everybody has basically put us pretty much favourites, joint favourites. So I think that every single team coming to Wesley Park is going to set up for a draw and Probably. try and snatch it like yeah. Gillingham did. 
and Bradford did to a certain extent last night. And, and, and I, I, I think that Bradford possibly will be one of them that will be up there. And in their eyes, taking a point from Edgley Park is, you know, superb return for them. Yeah, completely. And I think that's just something, again, that goes back to us. We're going to have to live with that. That's the cost of where we are now in the world. If we go and sign players like Nick Powell and we've got, you know, the existing or established, you know, like some Madden and Sarsavik and Collar and everyone, then we are going to, we are a team to come and take a swing at and to be shot down. So we can't have any qualms about teams sitting back and be like, come on then, come and yeah. beat us. Billingham did, and if you're coming, yeah. you, know, you can't really condone trying to kick us off the park. But yeah, you know, if if we were a, you know, a Crawley or a Morecambe or a Harrogate, and we went to Edgeley Park or we went to Wrexham or something and went there trying to play big expansive football and play them off the park, we'd get absolutely battered. So unfortunately, yeah, we we are one of the fancy teams. We've got probably the strongest squad with some of the strongest individuals. So it's up to us to find a way to get around these these teams. And as I say, I've, I've no idea how we do that. I wouldn't know a you know a tactics board. Um, I do know that the we can be very effective, but also we are less effective without the key people to make that yeah. system work. Um, I don't think it's too controversial to say that. So nope, we have nope. to find another way that isn't just swapping Wotton for Alafe and carrying on as normal. Absolutely. Well, yeah. before we get on to the probably more optimistic side of the show with last night's report, I did notice that uh, no, I thought we should have had a penalty on Saturday, and then uh, Dave yes. confirmed in his interview last night that we had an apology from a referee. That's all well and good, good now, isn't it? Yeah, no, yeah, I, thanks. I, I, I seen it at the time on on the on the stream. I, I was I was confident it was a penalty, and then for was that yeah, the one and, at the far end? Mm. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. I'd not initially. My reaction from the far end of the ground was that's never a penalty. But you, you, you know, when you're 80 yards away at pitch level, you've no idea. But yeah, if it should have, if the refs apologised or said he's got it wrong, that's quite a statement, isn't it? Absolutely is, absolutely is. Um, before we get on to Bradford, then I've got a couple of comments coming in that I think we should uh, should bring up. So other number twelves, um, Gaz Eccleston has pointed out Ali Gibb. Yeah, there's a, a a number twelve, of um, course, and a, another one that uh, that furthers your theory, Waggy. Adam Lafondre, number twelve. Good. Thanks to Gazendo for that. A uh, couple of other things coming in. Uh, Sid Freeman, thank you for the super like on YouTube. Now I felt, I felt like a proper YouTuber then doing that. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> super like, super yeah, like. Yeah, you, you, can, you can, I think it's called a super like. I don't know. I just does all this, but yeah, um, you can chuck money in the coffers on YouTube so very kind of you Sid, thank you and John Billsbury also points out well, speaking of John Billsbury in a minute um, he also gets the Patreon stuff on Apple Podcasts as well so it's everywhere One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes, until you try them on same goes for healthcare that's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. 
Away days with County are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at Edgeley Park. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Put it all over the place like a... Something that's all over the place. Something that's all over um, the place. <laughs> something that's all over the place. And, uh, well, our defence last night at a point. Um, <laughs> John Billsby is also doing some blogs for us this season and his first one is up. So if you go in... Go to one of our pages and find our link tree. You'll find the link to the WordPress there. And John's done a lovely review of the trip to Hillsborough last Tuesday, which is well worth a read. Right. Last night. We were all there last night, so we can all discuss it. That's, that's exciting, isn't it? That's, that's, that's one for the bedwetters. They'll be, they'll be loving that. Um, yeah, that's because it wasn't a away game. That's why. No, that, that's it, that's it. God, God forbid people have responsibilities and sometimes just can't be asked. I'll be quite, I'll be quite honest with you. I've, I think my, my days of uh, getting on a train at eight o'clock in the morning are longer, especially with the price of them nowadays and the smell and the people you get on there. It's like, oh, oh. Told you, man of the people, me. Man of the people. <laughs> yeah, last night I thought, once again, first 20, 25 minutes, well on top, as is the common theme it all went a bit mediocre for the rest of the first half from both sides it wasn't just us something i've noticed from the last two games both walsall and bradford i think looked worse than they did last season and i'm going to go out there i do not think that bradford will make the playoffs and i, I don't think mark hughes will reach the end of the season he's not going to die or anything i, I just think they'll, they'll sack him because that was so. Um, Andy Cook up top. Did he get thirty two goals last season? Yeah, thirty two goals last season. And yeah, top goal scorer was piled he? on the pounds in the summer. I thought he, I thought he ran like T Rex when I first seen him. I didn't realise it was it was Powell, and he just seemed to be doing a bit of this. I was like, I don't know who what's going on with him? It's just. <laughs> It's just I did not recognise him at all when he, yeah. Who's that? Scoring plenty from corners and lofted balls in the box and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, he had one opportunity to shine, didn't he? When he was clean through at the end. I think, was that Cook who was clean through? Yeah, yeah, um, at the end, yeah, it was Cook. And then, you know, and he'd looked to do all the right things until he got near Ben. And then, you know, Ben did all the right stuff. He stopped it, but the... The touch, <coughs> excuse me, the touch um, was just a choice. I thought you were doing like a little orgasm noise there at one point. Of a man who scored 32 goals last season. Yeah, you seem to get your comments saying he picked up an injury on the first day, apparently. Um, but I don't, I don't think the injury he picked up on the first day will legislate for that three stone that he's, he's piled on. It's, it seems to me like he's got his three-year contract in the summer mm. off the back of... The last couple of seasons there and just spent it at Domino's. What you you get with that three pizzas? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, th- I thought we tried to play it on the deck for all the talk. My my, my biggest one of the biggest issues at weekend was the fact that every cross we put in was floated. I think it was forty-one crosses and six of them met met one of our players. 
And then the talk in the interview was that we weren't going to deviate from it, which really upset me ahead of last night. And then we were getting, we were, I mean, we didn't have much success with them in terms of creating chances, but we were winning corners from these these low crosses. You know, we were keeping the pressure on. And it really, you know, it's just, and that's, it'll be easy to be critical because at the end of the day, it was a home game under the lights, big crowd, and we've we've not won. But I think there was a lot last night to be pleased about. What do you reckon, Waggy? I think so, yeah. I, but I think going back to say about your crosses, it, they said it in the commentary that against Walsall, it was all just nice, big, floaty crosses and their keeper was just catching practice. Whereas you seemed as though last night they'd been told that and they were just drilling them. They seemed to be drilling them instead of trying to floaty crosses from last night. Uh, but yeah, you say, first 25 minutes, again, dominated, couldn't, couldn't score. Um, Pretty much, yeah, nothing for the rest of the rest of the half. Um, and I think, yeah, it's just it was, yeah, it just seems a bit get a bit scrappy. But the, again, we should have had a penalty um, for Alafi, which I thought was exactly the same incident that they got their penalty for. Um, and I, I mean, I think that linesman that was on the the main stand side for us, he was a fucking uh, he, he was. He was, I mean, there was three or four offside decisions and it's like you could clearly see the player was coming from behind the Bradford player and he was he was putting the flag up and he did that three or four times. And it was just mental. like, yeah, he was, thought, he was awful. Oh, he's not made a mistake at work. And then yeah. for him to just carry on doing it. There was one where I think he, he, he put his flag up for one of our crosses going out of play or something when there was about 14 players in between him and the ball. And it's like, how, mm. how have you, how can you have seen this? It was just, I mean, Stocksbridge, the referee, is one that we've we've had quite a few times and never never had a good time with him. And it just, some, I think some he's of done the same for Bradford. Because I've seen it, it seemed on Twitter that even the Bradford fans were worried about him. All the Bradford yeah. fans, like, both sides won't end, won't end with eleven players on the pitch, not with the new rules and the way it, the way he'll play it because he wants to be centre of attention. And I think there were certain times last night where you could see that he was like, "Oh no, I'm I'm Billy Big Bollocks." But it's yeah, that, resource, that linesman like, ruined it. Yeah, yeah, they should they should do an app or something where it comes up with what referee you've got for you get for your game, and then you can read reviews from like opposition fans about about them. Right, and just just get the load down. Oh, look, Amazon review. Night, we knew it was going to be shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But then, yeah. then five you, star, you, four star, three star, two star, one stars. But then you, you're going to get the fake reviews, then, aren't you? That's the problem. The ones that they use to like bump up the ratings. Like, oh no, Jeff in Haiti says he was good. I'm already. <laughs> no, I was, I was in uh, I was in Tuvalu on Saturday, actually. If you don't mind, I'm work, I've been I've been watching repeats of Pointless on Challenge TV. So when they have a countries round. Like anything that's pointless, I make a note of it, and I use that for me VPN for the for the game. So just just to add a bit of excitement into Saturday afternoons until we start winning. <laughs> oh, the jeopardy! Hey? I, I I think Waggy's right that you know we I think against a lot of teams in League Two, we would have won last night. Um, mm. Obviously, issues we didn't. But I think against a lot of teams, we played well enough to win and it's fine margins and all that kind of stuff and nothing to be overly concerned about. I am going to, I think, disagree with the penalty. Um, I was in lower tier one. Um, 
And from where I was, I think that's exactly what Alafe is great at. Knock a ball ahead. Um, he's quick. Defenders don't like it. So I really think that's his absolute strength. We didn't do enough of it, um, but I think that's what he was great at. But for me, it was lots of wrestling with each other. Those situations tend to go with the defender. Um, yeah, I wouldn't have, been, wouldn't have been shocked at all if it had been given us, been given to us, been very happy. But I wasn't outraged that it wasn't. Um, oh, soon I as was, the, all the swears were coming out. Yeah, I think they, they even did he even give a free kick, or did he just kind of let the ball roll to the keeper? I can't remember. Let the ball roll to the keeper. Yeah, goal um, kick. Yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't wasn't outraged at all. Um, it, I from where I was, so it was kind of fairly close to us. I don't think it didn't look like a penalty to me. Okay, it was my take on it. But I am often wrong, so. <laughs> There was another one on, I think it was Madden who got pulled down on the box that I, th I thought was less of a shout than than the t the Tanto one. But I, I mean, I mean, I I missed theirs. I had to I had to watch the highlights to see theirs because I was still celebrating. I was still celebrating our goal, and then too far. You know, said to me, yeah. Yeah. Um, it just seemed a bit a bit clumsy more than anything else. That, that's something that's uh, boiling my piss a lot at the moment. The, oh, well, we've only got one recognised centre-half on the pitch. It's like, well, yeah, we did last season and finished with the like, what, was it, like, best defensive record in the league. Yeah. It's just... Well, we've got Neil Byrne on It's a problem then playing. We've got Akil Wright, who spent the whole of last season playing as a centre-back. So, and it's, he, he played really well at Chef Wednesday, so I, I thought he'd have, he'd have had a shout for for starting in the league. I thought he played really well. It, he didn't they didn't play as well when he went into the uh, what's it defensive midfielder, but well, he, right centre yeah. back. Oh yeah, I still I think, think he's, he's centre half. I think he's yeah. brilliant. Um, as a centre, I think that releases Noel. I think Noel's as a midfielder, he. How did we describe him last night? He's just kind of chaotic. That he tries to do, you know, as a centre half, when he's got that little bit of time on the ball for him to step out and beat his man and everything. I think yeah. it works really well as the kind of the Crowsdale replacement. And he gets closed down too quickly. Facing his goal, he doesn't have the time to do that. He can't. Yeah. Yeah. He's for me. I know he played there at York. It's a very different level between Conference North and League Two. And I think yep. right. I, I don't know why he's not playing right centre back. Um, yeah, for me, he'd be straight back in there. He wouldn't. Well, he wouldn't even be back in there. He would have just been there against Gillingham. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go near him as a centre, as a defensive midfielder. But again, I can see. I can sort of see. You know, using Noel and Torre as you know left and right centre backs because you can see them starting to overlap and alongside Southam Hales and stuff like that, which I think is is good because then you see Horsefall and like Torre come across if Noel goes forward or if Torre goes mm. forward, then Horsefall. And so we're still, you know, we've got there not, maybe they've not got the physicality of what you would class for a, a centre-back, but I still think it, again, if it starts clicking, if that starts working and you can see, you know, you can see the patterns of, South the males goes up, you can see Torre, you know, following him and giving him support. And then you see the other two sort of come into the middle to cover for them. So, again, you know, it's pros and cons, isn't it? Do we want just a centre back that just like gets it and oofs it? Or do we want to get it down and play football? Which I think that's, uh, I'd much prefer as playing football. 
I agree, agree. I just, and I'm, you know, I'm not one of these people who think yeah, centre halves should be, you know, six foot six and just twat it over the pop side every time we get the ball. Um, but we didn't have that last season. We had, you know, Horsfall and Akil Wright. Um, and Hussey. We had Hussey, who, you know, I'm not sorry to see the back of him, to be honest. Um, but we had Wright and Horsfall and then Anover. And we weren't conceding. We were doing the right things. And I get, you know, if we can be progressive and we can get one of the three centre-halves going forward and the other two can cover for him, and that works, happy days. But we've not kept a clean sheet yet this season. Yeah. Uh, so if, if, we're not, if we're not doing that, it, I don't know if it's working. And I know it's early days again, and, you know, I've always got to caveat it with that. But the thing that... I think whenever we've kind of gone on to have success under any manager, um, it's always been built on clean sheets. And any probably any success yeah. any football ever has been built on clean sheets. That's certainly what Jim used to do. And I don't want to give him too much credit, but it's even what Rusk did when he was with us, that he, got, he stopped us conceding goals. Um, he also stopped us scoring goals as well. Which wasn't great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but if we can, you know, if we're conceding a goal every game, then you know that's the that's the problem we've got. So maybe in five games' time, that whole thing has clicked. But yeah, I think um, there's one of the comments there is that we're trying to are we trying to crowbar Noyle and South and Hales into the team at the same time? I think is a pretty valid comment. Um, I know in pre-season we spoke about. I think when I went to Spain, I came on and said that I wouldn't be surprised if Noyle and South and Hales we're both in the same team at the same time. And I don't I mean I don't know what the success metric of that is, of whether they it is working. Maybe our chances created is great, but our goals conceded is is not. Um because we've conceded in every game. So Akil Wright was a key part of us having the second best defence in the league last season. Uh it seems odd that he's not so was Kyle Noyle, you know, to be fair. Kyle Noyle played virtually every game since he when he joined in January. South America yep. played a lot before that. So between them, they played a big part as well. But I would like to see Akil Wright um, back. Yeah, I would. On, on the midfield, obviously, Crowsdale not quite fully fit yet. Uh, we had Cody Johnson, again, third third game in a row where he started. Uh, thoughts, Waggy? Okay, yeah, he looked comfortable on the ball, didn't he? He's yeah. he was he wasn't scared of getting the ball with players in pro- close proximity. A few times where he got the ball, there's a couple of Bradford players around him, and he, mm. you know, used his skill and was like got free from them, and then found a ball and stuff like that. And most of the time, I think he he was looking forward. He didn't generally look backwards. Um, so, yeah, I thought we had I thought he had a good game. Um, as you say, I think against Walsall, I think that yellow card in the first seven minutes ruined him because he's I think he was a bit apprehensive um from on the, the Walsall game but he just seemed to have you know, the freedom didn't he and he just seemed to be there and just breaking things up and stuff so I can see him being a really good replacement alternative to Crowsdale um and he's playing without fear isn't he so I think yeah he, he did he did well in there he did well in the middle We'll well, there's, there's still it, those uh, moments of naivety that you see, but other yeah. than that, yeah. 
Sorry, yeah, I'll say you've played I agree, again, agree with everything you said there, but playing without fear, we'll soon give him that, won't we? We'll soon. That you've ruined every other decent young player in the last 20 years. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think I, I saw something the other day that kind of compared him, you know, and it was out of context, this could sound ridiculous, but compared him to like Phil Foden in that when he. I remember when Foden was really young, came on the scene, everyone rated him at City, knew he was going to be fantastic, but wasn't played that often. And that Guardiola yeah. held him back and there was always, well, why isn't he playing? He shouldn't even be playing for England, let alone City. And Guardiola probably didn't bring him in as a regular till he, well, even now he's arguably not a nailed-on starter at City. Yeah. You know, probably wasn't playing regularly till he was like 19, 20, when he was on the fringes of the first team when he was 17. And I think Johnson could be similar to that. I think if we're, I don't, I don't think we are for a second, but if we are, you know, planning on playing him for 40 games this season, he's going to have to be a bloody thick skin and, yeah. you know, be an outrageous talent to get through that. And I think, you know, he clearly is exceptionally good, but he's 18 years old. And how many 18 year olds do you see starting week in, week out, centre midfield in League Two? Um, yeah, so I think he's, uh, the plan is to be playing him every week. I think once Crow's no. back, Sarsenik and Collar and Powell are all back, was he may even go back out on loan. Uh, I think he'll go back out on loan, as you say. Yeah. I don't think I, I wouldn't like to see him playing 40 games for us this year because I think it, it's, that would be too much for him. And as you say, we'd, we <laughs> as fans, we'd probably ruin him. Because uh, you know we'd soon get on his back for making a couple of mistakes and stuff, um, but I think at the minute he's been given his chance and I think he's done well. And yeah. I, you know, I, I I don't see any reason why we should shouldn't have him in the team. But I understand that, as you say, fully fit Crowsdale. Crowsdale plays in front of Johnson, and maybe if we do keep Johnson, you know, have him on the subs bench or play him in cup games and stuff like that then that might aid his development rather than him going out on loan. Because I, I think he'll go to a National League side. I don't think he'll, he won't come into, he won't go anywhere in League Two. So, uh, yeah, but I think um, you said Rochdale have signed a, somebody else in a similar position two, to him now. Two he midfielders have signed since since he got yeah. recalled. Yeah, so you'd expect maybe somewhere like Altrincham possibly or... I was going to say... Altrincham would probably suit him. I think Altrincham would be a yeah. great start. And do you know what? Yeah. I honestly think Alti are a good shout for the playoffs this season. Um, We're saying the same in the summer, yeah. They've been building slowly the last couple of years towards Yeah, that. they've gone, you know, the full-time now. They've had a bit of investment. They've signed that, um, I, can't remember, I think it's Chris Conclark from Fleetwood. He was on loan there last season. Loan last season, yeah. I went to see them in the trophy game against Wrexham. It's only two minutes from me. So I went to see them in the trophy game against Wrexham last season. And I remember seeing him and putting on the board that Con Clark is class. He's really good. Um, and they've got him permanently now. They've signed him from Fleetwood. Um, they've got Ethan Ross, who I don't think is a bad keeper, but, you know, things need to go right for him. And he's, you know, for the highlights so far, but he's looked decent. And they've got, you know, they've still got some good players. And I think they could be a good shout. And if Cody Johnson went down, and they try to, they tend to play good football. They're not a battering ram of a team. Um, he could do really well there. Mm. 
Yeah. I've got a lot of time for Altrincham to be honest, because they, they they sort of there's been plenty of times in the past where over over the past 40, 50 years or so where they've been close to getting in the football league and then re-election stopped them and then the ground wasn't up to scratch. And it's just yeah, yeah I'd, 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 they're, they're one of the one of the local sides I've got no ill will towards really in terms of the The thing with trivia about them is they're the non-league club with the most league upsets in the FA Cup. Really. Yeah, there you go. Well, Still we know on. what's happening this season then, don't we? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Johnson, Elliot Osborne and Ethan Ross to score. Yeah. <laughs> I'll definitely be piling on Ethan Ross to score because he'll be about 30 yards out of his goal anyway. So He'll just come out for it. Just be wandering around the pitch, won't he? Yeah, yeah it's, it's, good to, it's good to see it going well for us. Well, before we... Uh... Wrap up. We'll have a quick look forward to. So I, was, I was going to try and get a, a Barrow fan on, but they haven't got any. No, they've all gone into the upside they're down, aren't they? So they'll be on. De- they'll all be on dates with the sisters. <laughs> <laughs> that um, we're expecting Pete Wilde to be doing his Jurgen Klopp impression if they win with his fist pumping. He's, he's already done it, hasn't he? He's already done it this season. Like a little Lego man. He's quite him. good though, isn't he? He's quite effective. Uh, yeah, I like him, mate. Yeah. Um, I do I wonder, like him, you know, like the parallel universe, when, you know, we lose to Barrow, we lose to Mansfield, and we lose to whoever else, Crawley. I think Crawley. Um, and Challoner gets sacked. Would Pete Wilde be on the shortlist? Or would we try and get someone like Darren Moore or something would we, you know, properly get the Vita chat out? <laughs> Imagine that. I <laughs> mean, mental. That would be yeah. mental. God, I, oh, I, I, I hope that don't be that, the last thing I want is a managerial change. Really, have you know, have you grown quite fond of Dave? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just don't like. I don't like having to do an extra podcast. Yeah. <laughs> just to be unequivocally clear. Do not want Challoner to go at all. Not speculating that. Not trying to nope. put rumour nope. out there. Nothing. Don't want him to go. I think, you know, he will. he's proven he'll do, a, you know, he's won the league and finished fourth with us and, to, and grow every season. So 100%, that's where I stand. But, you know, I, the drama of the rumours and like the spectre of like Paul Ince coming back as manager oh, of and all the kind of stuff that gets thrown about. Yeah, did he a man back? <laughs> yeah. yeah, remember some of the names that were thrown around when Rusk went and Challoner was. Um, oh yeah, Ferguson. Well, Darren Duncan Green. Ferguson. Now he's been released by Duncan Forest Green. Green. Sorry, yeah, Duncan <laughs> Ferguson as well. Um, yeah, Paul Ince was another. Like Chris Powell. Um, yeah, great days. Uh, these names, names that somehow, somehow manage to pop up every time. Yeah, never achieve anything, but, but always, um, get, always get. Question from Claire: There, you know, I don't want Charlie out, but how patient do you think Stock will be if bad start continues? My totally uninformed opinion would be not very. Mm. Um, yeah, is the answer that's the ultimately the the game. Well, the stakes that we're in now, we're on a, you know, with lots of money involved, lots of investment. We've clearly got a plan, lots going on to bring that to fruition. If any part of it 
isn't working, whether that's on the pitch, whether it's recruitment, whether it's fitness, whether it's the the meals that are being served to the players at Carrington, something will change. Um, and yeah, I, I, again, I, I, yeah, I think we wouldn't hesitate to make a change if we would say lose the next three, five, ten games, whatever. Clearly, not lose the next ten, but. Yeah. I think you get a bit more, a bit a bit more patience with Chaloner than, well, with Rusk, let's say. I think he's, as you say, won the National League with him. I know that was two seasons ago. We finished fourth last year, only missed out by seven minutes on going up again. So I think he's, I think he'd get a bit more grace for it, unless, as you say, I mean, if we didn't lose, you know, if we did, if we had one point out of twenty. 21 points then yeah possibly it might start looking but I think he'd be getting given a bit more grace or a bit more patience I think there's, there's, there's credit in the bank which always happens before we wrap up speaking of credit in the bank uh I mean we can't let it go without mentioning Ben last night the Ben Hinchley fend the Ben Hinchley fend fantastic yep. again you said it loads of times that I'm not even. There's, there's no debate anymore about him being our greatest ever number one. And as you said on Twitter, Nick, Paul Jones was better. So I, if that's your response, and you fundamentally don't understand what we're saying, um, but for me, the, he's a genuine, genuine contender, and not even a contender, a strong shout for our greatest ever player now, ever who's ever played for Stockport County. Um, and again, if you get some idiot saying, "Oh, George Best was better," well, or Chris, you know, yeah, he was still was, drunk. Of course, they were. But you look at the story of where he's come from. You know, what's he in like yeah. eight season now? With two league titles, Wembley promotions, like every personal record you can pretty much win, club records along the way. The story and the narrative plays a huge part with it. That. Who is there to really rival that? Um, you know, an obvious one is servant to the club would be Jim, thousand games. No one's ever going to get near that. Um, it's not, I mean, you can go way back, can't you? Way before my time and knowledge. Yeah, Tre- Trevor Portress would be another one as well. I think yeah. he was a servant for a long time. Um, but but that, that's the three him, Jim, and, and Ben in terms of what they've given to the club. You know, Andy Thorpe racked up, you know. Unbelievable, like another 150 games on top of Ben almost, which I don't think Ben will. Well, he almost certainly. That's another at least three full seasons. I don't think he's gonna he's gonna do that. But it's not just about that. Um, You know, Andy Thorpe. uh, We got one promotion with us, didn't they? Never won a league title, and all of that. So um, yeah. So again, that's a debate for another show. But yeah, give. There's still some people who would be like, you know, I'd play Smith on Saturday because he punched across rather than caught it. No, I was just saying, yeah, he makes the odd mistake, but you tell me which keeper doesn't. You know what I mean? Every single that Clown United have got. Christ. (laughs) (laughs) But no, he's he's, every every single game he makes a world class save. (laughs) 
it, or he makes a save that stops a surefire goal. You know what I mean? For the first every game so far this season, there's been at least one where it's been like that anybody else that had been a goal, and he's managed to tip it around the post or put it to one of our players and stuff like that. So yeah, he's as you say. He was a part-time an HG HG HGV driver. He's a few to see, and you know what I mean. He's he's driving and travelling around the country and gets back for training and then comes back for a Saturday and stuff. And then, as you say, turning pro, two league promotions. It's he 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 was absolutely immense last night. I think he had yeah. You can argue he had one where he came out and tried to punch it, but there was like I think the rest of the the rest of the outfield players were in front of him and he didn't make it. Um, but apart from that, you know, again, I think he's, in, as you say, he's improved every season. And I think he's he's coming out and commanding his area these first few games. He's looked, he's looked better than he did last season, coming out and he's making the punches and he's getting distance on the punches and stuff like that. So, again, he's improving. And, yeah, he's got to be up there as, you know, well, he's up there as the greatest keeper um, and maybe, you know, player. Yeah, I um, when we went over to Spain, like they had this meet and greet like, the night before when you could go and like mine all the players and all this. Like, Did you do a Wayne's World? I didn't know Bellis is up there doing his thing, he's very, very good at it. Then he introduced the players and they all came out really kind of sheepishly, like everyone. And then straight away, you know, there's people throwing their arms around them and hugging them and asking for selfies and all this. I was like, oh, bloody hell, like, give them a break. But then I did see um, Ben, and I was like, oh, should I go and say something? I was like, I'm Ben. <laughs> you know, like, ben, I'm Ben. And he was like, I'm that, that one on Twitter who keeps, like, posting pictures of your shirts that you've got. <laughs> and he was like, oh, wow, bloody hell, I don't even remember wearing half of them. Like, where'd you get them from? And I was like, oh, I don't know. I've got, like, 20 of them now. And I said to him, like, where's you, like, what happened to your Wembley shirt? It's like, basically, like, can I have it? Um, and he said that he's, he's got it at home and he's keeping it and he's framing it. It's like, all right, nice one. Better with me, though, <laughs> wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why ones. you wanted to go up via the playoffs again this year so we could get another one. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> um, you all like spare. So I was like, was there just one or two? And he's like, oh, I think there was two. Like where, did, like, where did the other one go? Like, I'm going to go and mine the landing. Um, and I think he said that, like, my, um, Mark Stott's daughter or one of his kids has got it. Well, I'm never going to get that then, am I? So, yeah. So, if anyone out there does have any Hinchliffe shirts or any other player worn shirts, you know, I've got to shoehorn this in Nick every time. Oh, of course. <laughs> you know what to do at County Shirts on Twitter. Um, Drop me a line and um, I'll bring a big bag of cash to your front door in exchange for them. Thank you very much. He, he will. He will, I can attest. And Well, I went to his front door and got the cash because I was, I was in the area. Some, sometimes I am allowed out of Stockport yeah. and up to sale. Uh, speaking of uh, Ben Hinchliffe and other assorted legends, of course, Ben will be at Stockport Gin we in will. October alongside Russ hosting the yeah. co-ops. An uh, evening with the 2019 squad. That's that's going to be a good one. Got some special. Got some. Got some good. A good idea. For, well, you had a good idea for that. So yeah. something. I've tr- I've made some notes on it. So if anyone has bought, <laughs> it, I've made something. Like, you yeah. made like a big. So it's a bit of volcano. Got a mood board. <laughs> a mood board for it. So 
if anyone has bought tickets for it, you probably and you've been to see anything that I've done in, with players or that I've done in conjunction with Nick in the, the podcast before, you probably expected me to rock up, rock up with a rail with the shirts and Sam Minahan will come on stage and say, oh, Sam, you wore this shirt at Curzon Ashton away in your first game and your first goal for the club. What was that like? And it's great, interesting, done all that. So that's not what you're getting. Um, there will be shirts there. There will be a rail. There will be Nick, Russ and I, plus others. There'll be pretty much the full ensemble from 1819 there. Um, probably not Jason Gil- Gilchrist. But we do have we have a premise we have something which if we can pull it off and make it happen i think it'll be quite good um, i think it will be yeah yeah but you will have to pay attention if you're there you can't just be sat in the bar chatting so shut up and listen that's what we've got to <laughs> say. Up, <isn't> <laughs> we'll have marshals out <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll get a couple of high visits from the Hatters Half Marathon. Now, yeah, uh, high vis. Maybe a clipboard. Listen, listen. This is for <laughs> your benefit. Clipboard. Yeah, you're having it. <laughs> yeah. I'd look bloody good with a clipboard. I'm, I might ask if I can be on the door, you know, before it starts. Uh, that's, that's the type of minute amount of power that uh, can really... It'd go really to your head. You'd start battling with yeah. people. Yeah, it wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't take long. But we might, we might attempt to... Uh, if if Russ presses the right button on Audacity this time, maybe maybe that all, maybe the best bits of that might come out as a little podcast. We'll we'll see. We'll see. Russ, I mean, Russ doesn't know about all this, so he he knows he knows he's doing it, but he doesn't know about all this, so he's probably just fallen off his bike or something. Listen to this. So it's yeah. like we're doing what? But yes, we are doing it. It's going to be great. He's finished now. Right. He'll be, be lay on the bed, still on his bike, because he can't get off it. Headling <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> in his sleep. <laughs> Like, like when a cat has a dream about catching a mouse and it's just like going, uh, oh good place to wrap it up then hour and nine minutes you can't whack that that's that's the best hour and nine minutes of county chat you're gonna get all week really unless you watch like dave challenger's interview from last night like seven times anything might, since tuesday you mean yeah yeah and then tuesday onwards yeah yeah because yeah. I mean, we we don't want to discount the Monday stuff either, because it's it just saves saves me having to do it. Christ, oh my, it, <laughs> it, it feels so good just getting to like gloss over Warsaw. Felt so good, just genuinely the best I've felt all week. That let's open feeling that good on Saturday. We're all there Saturday, aren't we? Yep, all there. Lovely stuff. We will we will all possibly see each other then. You know, because it's easy to just spot each other in a crowd of like nine thousand. Right, that'll do us for the evening. Uh, we'll be back next week when Russ will be back. And imagine, yes, I think we've got a guest lined up. So, oh, back to normal, isn't it? It's like, it's like being back to school after the holidays. Gonna, <laughs> gonna wear, wear my new shoes. Yeah. Uh, Familiar yeah, sense of dead and fear kicking in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Heartbeat theme tune in the background. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I better have a bath, Anna. Um, yes, we will see you next Wednesday. Waggy, thank you. Thank you for coming. Thank thank you for stepping Cheers. in. Well, we'll thank we'll, you. We'll be, we'll be seeing we'll see more of you. Well, both of you, because you're both part of the part of the team now, part of the ensemble. Ensemble has become the word of the evening, and I'm a big fan. That might be the episode title, to be honest. Still not outsourcing it. I don't I don't think I can get the David Rathband thing in as a, an episode episode title. So, ah, maybe I could. Let's see. 
So now Ross has shitted himself. <laughs> right. We'll start next week. <laughs> Cheers, everyone. Bye. Cheers. This episode of the Scarf Begawa War was written, recorded, and produced by Russ Johnson and Nick Lee. The music on the opening titles was produced by Dan Johnson. Subscribe wherever you get your content, as well as finding out how to join the TSBW fan club. Check out the links in the description or go to all the W's, scarfbegawawar.co.uk. It's the 90th minute, all your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.